Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena Dalval, and my guest is Alberto Oliva, who is Editor-in-Chief of Ser Padres Magazine. Today we will discuss the magazine. Alberto joined Meredith Corporation, the parent company of Ser Padres, in October of 2001, bringing more than 30 years of experience with Hispanic media as an editor, journalist, and author. Ser Padres is Meredith's parenting magazine for Hispanics, launched in the fall of 1990, and one of the largest Spanish-language consumer magazines in the United States. Prior to joining Ser Padres, Alberto was associate editor for People in Español from 1998 to 2001, U.S. Bureau Chief for Editorial Atlantida from 1984 to 1998, where he first began his career in 1970 as a journalist. During this time, he also served as a reporter and journalist for the Associated Press in New York from 1976 to 1978. Alberto authored two books, Magazines That Make History, published in August 2004, and In Vogue, A Visual History of the Most Influential Fashion Magazine in the World, published October of 2006. Alberto has a master's degree in communications from the Instituto Nacional del Profesorado in Buenos Aires, Argentina. A resident of New York City, he has been a visiting professor at the University of Salamanca in Spain from 2005 to 2008, at Stanford University in California from 2005 to 2007, and at New York University in New York in 2006. He's fluent in Spanish, French, Italian, and Portuguese. Alberto, welcome. Hello, Elena. It's a pleasure to talk to you and to the people at Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations. There are a lot of exciting changes taking place, I know, at Meredith Corporation. And one of those is the merger of Kids in Español, I'm sorry, of Healthy Kids in Español and Ser Padres magazine. And so now you oversee the joint magazine called Ser Padres, right? Exactly. Look, um, I want to explain a little bit <coughs> um, what happened here. Um, uh, Healthy Kids in Español and Ser Padres were published at the same time, uh, but uh, it was really after um, Meredith bought uh, G&J USA, uh, to which uh, Ser Padres originally belonged, that the two magazines starting to be uh, sort of uh, overlapping in the same segment of the market. Therefore, for us, it was very difficult to, to, to sell uh, ads uh, because some of the uh, advertisers that were in Healthy Kids in Español were also advertising in Ser Padres. So we thought that it was uh, a much better option for us uh, to come up with just one magazine instead of the two and to join uh, the efforts and the uh, <coughs> editorial scope of each of them. So this is exactly what we did, starting with the uh, February-March issue of uh, this year. And um, uh, luckily enough, most of the advertisers that were in uh, Healthy Kids and Español are now advertising in uh, Ser Padres. And the difference is that now Ser Padres is becoming... Um, uh, is coming out uh, eight times a week instead of uh, eight times a year. I'm sorry, instead of um, six times a year as before. And our circulation uh, is uh, at uh, 700,000 copies rather than the 500,000 that we uh, were publishing before. Um, we have been uh, very very successful in this area. We uh, combine, it's a, the magazine, I would say, the new magazine, is a mixture of a lifestyle magazine and parenthood magazine. And we serve basically Hispanic parents who have to, rear, uh, to, to help rear, rear them children. And at the same time, we also address the needs of the uh, young Latin mom as far as uh, how to take care of, of herself and also how to raise uh, happy and healthy children. Basically, this is our mission. Is your core audience women, 
mothers? Yes, basically, basically uh, the core the core audience is uh, Latin moms in their mid thirties, uh, having at least two kids, and um, you know the typical Hispanic family has two point three kids uh, statistically, and um, basically uh, these these women are in in need of uh, information about how to raise their children. Some of their, some of them, or most of them, are uh, first mothers, and uh, live apart from their uh, mothers themselves. So it's, it's uh, they need this kind of assistance that uh, usually in our countries is given by the mothers or by elders. And since they have moved, you know, to the United States from their country of origin, uh, they need this help from uh, the magazine, and this, the magazine has, been, has proved to be quite successful in providing this help to them. The magazine is available free of charge. Exactly. The magazine is uh, um, published on the, what we know in, in English as the control circulation uh, model. Uh, in other words, it's based, based on advertising and is given for free uh, to, to people uh, in uh, doctor's offices, in gynecologist offices, and in some maternity wards. And the people there can find uh, copies. Also, we, we provide copies to people who request it, uh, but not in smaller quantities. It has to be a minimum of 50 copies. We send a lot of those uh, special requests to schools, to um, Institutions that devote, uh, that have a lo uh, large uh, Hispanic incidence as their clients, and uh, this has proven also for us a very uh, healthy business. Since uh, a lot of people are requesting the magazine, and since it is for free, um, we have been very helpful in uh, in doing this to to these people. So there's no subscription system. The the, Not yeah. for the time being. We don't have a subscription model right now. We are uh, we are studying a subscription model eventually for uh, 2009, 2010, and uh, as well as a website. We right now our website is part of parents.com, which is our older sister, and um, we try to uh, to put as many articles as possible inside the uh, parents.com website and people have been uh, responding quite a bit um, the um, even though the uh, part of the uh, website is in English and part in Spanish the people get into parents.com after we tell them that we are we have a presence there which is more than a landing site because they can actually access uh, some of our, the main our main stories and also ask, ask us questions or send or send us uh, the pictures of their of their kids to be published in the magazine. It, so, if I understand correctly, you're looking at expanding into the subscription mo model within a year or two, and you're in the process of expanding your existing website content. Exactly. We 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 looking into that right now. And it's a strong possibility for within uh, within two years. Do you plan to have the whole magazine available online, or is it just going to be a subscription page? Page. What, what do you have in mind? What, what we have in mind is basically to start um, with a subscription model first, and um, to do that, we have a, we are compiling right now. Uh, a big database, uh, getting you know together all the names and the, of the mothers and, and, and dads that write to us uh, about the magazine, and uh, we have been doing that for uh, for two or three years now, and our database is getting uh, stronger by the day, and so our uh, also because our interaction with the uh, with the audience is getting. Uh, more and more uh, strong uh, as we go along, and um, especially this section called Mi Foto Favorita, which is my favorite picture, uh, has had a, a, a wonderful response. Uh, 
people from all walks of life and different ages and, and moms all over uh, uh, America send us pictures of their kids to be published in the magazine. We have been flooded by, uh, by this like this and uh, at the same time this is increasing our this is wonderful for us because we increase our database to be able to send them the magazine and also eventually to send to <clears throat> to go to them when we when we would need them you know to subscribe to the magazine would you tell us a little bit more about the magazine itself in terms of content and how many pages you have etc sure the magazine uh, has been in existence for 17 years, and originally, uh, you know, the mission has the mission uh, has been the editorial mission has been always the same, which is to help uh, Hispanic parents to raise uh, happy and healthy children. Basically, this is it. Now, uh, along the years, we've been adding uh, different sections to the magazine uh, to also attend to the needs of the uh, Latin mom. And right now, uh, in uh, our February-March issue, it's a special issue in the sense that it, is, it includes a redesign and includes a relaunching uh, because of what I explained before about um, uh, Healthy Kids in Espanol. And uh, the, uh, we, did, we had to do a redesign, the magazine, uh, needed an update. Uh, it has now a more contemporary look. Uh, I would like to get into the details of this uh, redesign, uh, if you allow me some time to explain this. Absolutely. Uh, um, the redesign uh, basically uh, starts with the logo. In uh, We have a new logo for Ser Padres. The former logo was like encased uh, in a box. Um, and uh, the logo of the magazine was in, inside that box. Right now, uh, we have taken the box out, and the logo covers uh, horizontally practically the whole magazine. Um, and also, the, type, the typeface has changed. It's now more similar to the one that parents have, our older sister. And um, what we have tried to do with the cover image also is try to to do more environmental shots, what we call uh, shots with some more uh, background and some more context than we, the ones we used to have. Uh, now we try to, to use real kids in real houses, in real situations, and uh, to try to, and also to use as much as possible uh, outside locations. Uh, uh, need be, we will still do some of the shots in studios, but uh, basically uh, the majority of the cover images will be uh, taken uh, outdoors. Then uh, the other thing we're doing is sometimes uh, in the past we used to have the cover image more towards the right or more towards the left, and we could only put the cover lines uh, just to one side of it. Now we try to center the cover image in the, uh, on the cover and we try to put uh, headlines on, on both sides of it. We also have changed um, the, uh, the internal configuration of the magazine, which is now divided into, into four main parts, uh, what we call chapters, if you want. Uh, we have uh, the first chapter is called uh, uh, In Every Issue, which is our fixed sections, basically. And in there, we have uh, the letter of the editor, uh, the letter from, I mean, the section for letters, which is the letters we receive from our readers. And then we have incorporated a new, a new section here called uh, Mi Vida Aquí, which in, in, in English means my life here, which is, in, in fact, a reader's profile. Uh, what we, we are taking uh, different uh, Latin moms from different parts of the country and we're asking them <coughs> questions as to to give us a, a slice of their life. In other words, what are they doing? Uh, what kind of life they're leading? Uh, who cooks in the house? What do they do on weekends? Um, what is their favorite uh, vacation destination and why? Uh, what kind of books they read? And what kind of 
uh, if the kids are learning Spanish or not, uh, and the reasons for all that. So these reader profiles also we are offering uh, the parents to write to us if they want to show up in that section. And we have re received so many requests, um, far over the one we need for eight times a year. So now this has been also, as I said, proved very, very successful. Then we have a, a new section called Enterate, which is like a, sort of a goodie bag with all the novelties uh, that come up in the market, either be toys or, or new devices to help uh, kids, uh, or also even uh, some uh, news regarding uh, kids. Sometimes we put a, a statistics about the, uh, the community, statistics about the, popul the Hispanic population, uh, in other words, data which is very, on information which is very useful for the reader. The uh, other section that we have in the uh, in every issue is called Hola Doctora, which means Hi Doctor. Uh, we have incorporated to do this section uh, Dr. Alisa Lifshitz, MD. She is a doctor who is originally from, from Mexico, but who studied in the United States. And she has a, a popular TV program, as well as other columns in other newspapers. She's become like a renowned, well-renowned uh, doctor in the community, and we are very proud to have Alisa uh, working for us, answering answering the uh, the readers' uh, questions. We get uh, so many requests from mothers, uh, so many questions from mothers. Also, we don't have also the space to provide to to, to attend to all these questions, but. Alisa answers as many as she can in every issue. Then for we have also in every issue another section which is called uh, Dinero, in other words, money. It's a money talk, basically. And that's written by the famous uh, uh, writer Gene Chatke, who is a collaborator for uh, the Today, Today Show on NBC. And uh, she uh, has a wonderful style of writing, which is very informal. and can explain the most difficult financial uh, questions and situations to the uh, average reader. Um, that section has to, be, to prove to be also very, very successful, and we and she gets a lot of letters, and uh, every in every issue. Then we have uh, closing that uh, part of the uh, of uh, in every issue we have las las cosas que dicen, which is um, how embarrassing, which would be the, tra the equivalent translation. These are witty comments by kids, uh, uh, you know, in their daily life. Kids, as you know, have sometimes uh, uh, very witty comments and very unexpected comments, which make people laugh. And this is basically the uh, the intent of this section. Then the second chapter we have in the magazine, which is also new, is called Tus Hijos, which is uh, your children where we basically deal with parenthood issues, especially about health, nutrition, and then uh, we also always have a cultural piece, which is quite long. Uh, for example, in the February-March issue, we have how to raise confident kids in a bicultural world, uh, and we explain how that can be a challenge and how it can be a, an object of, of, of pride. And uh, um, and we explain how before people were ashamed to say that they were uh, Hispanic or Spanish or they were coming from a different country and spoke Spanish, and now it has become like a pride. Um, and we are explaining in, in still it is a, it, it is they feel very proud to to speak in uh, in Spanish, but at the same time it is a challenge to raise kids that can be that can feel comfortable in both worlds. In fact, uh, our statistics shows that uh, most of uh, the kids, the Hispanic kids, uh, are now are being raised now with one foot in each culture. Uh, and that's not an easy job to do. And here, uh, we have researched this story for a long time, and we are given advice on the best way to do this without hurting the uh, the pride and the confidence of the kids. The next chapter in the magazine is called Para Ti, which means for you. 
and uh, which is basically devoted to the uh, Latin mob. Basically, here we have uh, stories on beauty and stories on the health, on women's health. And uh, also, we have uh, a page which has become also very successful about expecting, uh, and which we call antes del parto, that's before given birth, uh, which has also proved to be very successful. And then the last chapter in the magazine is called Familia y Hogar, uh, which will be family and home, in where we deal basically with questions of uh, financial questions. Uh, also, uh, we have an interior decoration piece in every issue, basically related to kids, how to improve kids' room, how to enlarge kids' rooms without spending uh, so much money. And also we have a section called uh, How to Buy, which we never had before. And we give specific information there, as for example, how to buy a DVD, how to buy a water purifier. And we give the Latin mom the different options that you may find on the market and the price, and giving them the, the high and the lows uh, in, in each case, and, and the pros and the cons of each of these devices. This has also proved to be a very successful uh, section. Then generally, we try to use the, uh, to, to, we have a craft corner, uh, which is generally seasonally uh, related. For example, we, we have some, in the February, March issue, we have some uh, Valentine's uh, craft. And also, uh, of course, inside this uh, fami familia yogar, family and home, we have uh, uh, food. Uh, we devote a lot of time to our recipes, Latin recipes. And in our first issue uh, of the new format, of the new, the new editorial configuration, we have invited Chef Ingrid Hoffman, who's uh, a star in the, uh, the Food Channel. And she is uh, she's from Colombia, and she uh, is doing basically fusion cuisine uh, uh, with basic, uh, basic uh, Spanish and Latin recipes, but putting you know, a touch of sophistication in each of them. So uh, basically, this is the uh, new configuration that we have. And as you can see, it's quite different from the one we had before. In what way, from an editorial perspective, is the new configuration different from the one before the merger? Well, basically, I would say it's different in, 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 in the sense that uh, the, the, the old configuration was basically uh, devoted to parenthood and with little emphasis on uh, lifestyle. This, is, this has um, um, still parenthood. But we have increased the percentage of lifestyle, uh, ma lifestyle magazine, lifestyle content, and also uh, content uh, specifically addressed to the Latin mom as to how to feel better and how to look better. These are the two main changes, basically. And the magazine, of course, is in Spanish. Yes. Uh, how do you go about? gathering the information. You're, you're putting together eight issues a year and ab about how many pages, Alberto? Yeah, we have um, divided the magazine in uh, according uh, to, to subject matters. In other words, it's a thematic configuration. Uh, for example, the uh, February-March is devoted to health. And then we have, for example, the November issue is devoted to toys. We have um, the June-July issue is devoted to uh, uh, birthday parties, and uh, the, um, the uh, for example, the April uh, uh, issue is devoted to finance. We have tried to, to cover all the main subjects that are of interest either to the uh, Hispanic family or to the Hispanic mom, and according to the season. And, for example, the last... Uh, uh, issue of the year, which is the uh, December one, is devoted to the holidays, and in that case, we most of the stories uh, uh, are organized around that subject matter. What is your editorial to add ratio? What percentage of the magazine is editorial? What percentage of? The magazine is editorial. Uh, what percentage? At this point, I would say it's 50-50. 
I would say it's uh, 50% editorial and 50% uh, uh, ad. Um, it didn't used to be that way, uh, and but the ads have now have increased quite a bit, uh, especially since we after the relaunch and especially after uh, we could uh, bring some of the uh, ad advertisers from uh, Healthy Kids to Ser Padres. Of course. About how many staff people do you work with, or how many writers? Oh, the, oh yes. Um, well, we we have a staff here of six people working in the magazine full time, and then among the um, in in them I include the uh, art the art uh, department, the editorial department, basically, and then we have a roster of uh, writers that write for us special issues. For example, all the cultural pieces are original material for us. Uh, most of our stuff now, I would say, is uh, original. Uh, it's either written by by our uh, staff writers or uh, we it's written by one of our contributors who is specialized in the subject matter. We have contributors who are uh, specialized in, in subjects, like for example, we have psychologists who write about behavior. We have uh, uh, dietitians to write about diets and food and obesity, for example. And we have specialists to write about other uh, uh, children, you know, related subject matters. Um, for example, uh, the story that we did <coughs> last year on ADD, we had a, a specialist, a Hispanic specialist, write it for us. And then uh, generally we try to... to to look for the writer according to the subject matter with, that we uh, need at the time or that we published at the time. Among our listeners, Alberto, we have public relations practitioners who may want to reach out to you to suggest ideas for articles or products and services on behalf of their companies or their clients. What is the best process for them to follow is there one central person to contact? Would that be you? Or is it divided depending on the topic? What would you recommend? Uh, basically, we try to centralize the, these requests. Uh, these requests come either directly to, to me. Um, I am, yeah, as you said before, I'm the editor-in-chief of the magazine. Or they can come to Maria Cristina Marrero, who is our executive editor. And uh, then, uh, according to the request that they made, we then uh, distributed inside the magazine. Because we found before that sometimes the people received mail or received uh, inquiries that were not exactly related to the person that they were addressed to. And so uh, they never got really the attention that they should have. And now, we, after we changed the system, which, in which we centralize this request, everything is going uh, much, uh, with, you know, is there much smooth, uh, smoother this way. What is the best way for them to reach you? Do you prefer to get... I would say that there are two ways. The first one is uh, by email. They can email me directly or Maria Cristina Marrero. They can get me at alberto.oliva at meredith. Com. And they can get uh, Maria Cristina Marrero by Maria Cristina, all one word, dot Marrero, M-A-R-R-A-R-O, and then at meredith.com. They, they can also write to us. A lot of people also send letters. Uh, our address in New York, uh, well, the company is called Meredith Corporation, and our address is 375 Lexington Avenue, 10th floor, and that's New York, New York, 10017. In communicating with you, is there any particular guideline or process that you would like them to keep in mind? To process exact what? In When they communicate with you, in the communication process. Yes. Is there anything in particular that you would like for them to keep in mind? Are there guidelines for press release submissions? Do you want the information yes. in Spanish? Yes. 
yes, we do. We do have guidelines. Well, we don't. We don't uh, request that they do it either in English or in Spanish. They can do it in any of the languages in which they feel more comfortable with. Um, uh, basically, we would like to get if the uh, the information they are providing us is just uh, written information. We prefer that they do it by mail. If they request uh, or they want to offer us a, a product or uh, or they want to get in contact with us to offer us a story, and they have to send us an image, either either be in a in a DVD or a CD, we prefer that they they do that uh, by mail, uh, sending that in a CD or in a DVD. Unless uh, they, uh, the other, the third option we have is that they we can start the communication by mail, and then need be they can also send the picture in high resolution to us via uh, email. The problem is that for those images that, uh, for example, uh, some advertiser wants to advertise their product, or if they want to offer us a story in which we have to mention a product. Um, then it's better that uh, they send this in high resolution uh, via email, and which has to be at least 300 dpi, um, because if not, the reproduction is not really, uh, uh, you know, clearly seen. The, you need a high quality photo. We need a high quality photo to do that. Yes. When you communicate with your audience, I heard you earlier mention that you get letters from your readers and that they submit photos as well for a section that you said has become very popular. How do they communicate? Is, is email common or do they send you things by mail? They, they generally, uh, most of our communication that way is by mail. Uh, for example, the uh, section that we have now, my favorite photo, uh, we are receiving all those photos by email. And th this p picture necessarily don't have to be high resolution because we run them small in the magazine. We don't run them too big unless they are <coughs> it is related to a cover to a mo uh, cover, you know, uh, a model for the cover. In that case, we need a high-resolution picture. But basically, if they are trying to send us pictures of, uh, of the kids, the parents can send us uh, pictures in low resolutions, and we will still publish them because, as I said before, they are given in a, you know in a, in a smaller format, a smaller size. Now, the um, regarding other other requests, most of the, the mothers uh, or dads that send us uh, stuff. Is basically also through the through through the internet, because uh, for example, they send us a lot of uh, questions for the doctor, a lot of questions for our experts in uh, in finance, and uh, and also they sometimes they give us uh, things that they have heard from their kids. For example, witty comments for the section, what an embarrassment, uh, or how embarrassing, um, and. Uh, you know, we this this is the easiest way to do it because they also come fast to us and we can address them uh, much quicker than than before. What age ranges does the magazine cover in terms of children, Alberto? In in the magazine. Yes. Yeah. The, let me tell you. I have to give a little bit of background of that um, to answer that question. Before, uh, I mean, for the. Basically, for 16 years since the inception, uh, the, our the kids' age, uh, age range was from uh, zero to ten. Then, in the last uh, let's say five years of the magazine, we extended that to 12 years old, and now we're getting almost into the preteen area too. So right now, I would say is from zero uh, to about 13, 14 years old. There's a lot of discussion lately about the number of Hispanic children in the United States. One out of every four babies that is born is Hispanic, which is about a million if I have my statistics right. And so it seems like this is a booming market. Is this what you're seeing and what impact do you expect that to have on the magazine? 
it is definitely a booming market. Um, I would say that at the moment in which most of the industry is getting flat, a flat um, order as far as advertising, uh, the whole of Hispanic ventures here uh, is is doing uh, quite well regarding advertising. Um, for example, mm, we we published apart from Ser Padres, we published a magazine called Bebe, and uh, our magazine called Siempre Mujer and Ser Padres, and uh, all of these magazines are are doing very well from the point of view of advertising. I think is there are two reasons to that. One is that the Hispanic population is booming, and uh, the, I think the latest uh, study made by the Pew Institute shows that uh, kids that Hispanic mothers have an average more kids than the regular American family. Um, <coughs> The American family used to have an average of three kids before, but now they have an average of two kids. And the Hispanic is at this point uh, 2.6, and it's, it's getting almost into three right now. So uh, the projection of 2010. So I think this is a very important uh, change for us. Uh, it's a very it's a big boost to our advertising because the the more children the Hispanic moms have, and the bigger the families, also the bigger our possibilities of selling advertising. And at the same time, uh, the Hispanic family tends to live under one roof now, especially if they move together from the country of origin. Uh, also, that uh, you know makes the uh, the home. Uh, sort of an, an extended family, let's say, because they, 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 we cover not only the kids of the uh, the main, the nuclear family, but also the kids from the extended family that live together in, in the same house. In the market, in this booming market, where we're hearing the growth is going to continue in the Hispanic market, at the same time, we're seeing the mainstream magazine market shrinking. We just saw not too long ago that Walmart, that apparently accounts for 20% of magazine sales across the board, has exiled a number of very well-known and lesser-known magazines from their stores. Yes. How do you reconcile that? Where Do you think that that it has anything to do with what you're doing, or do you see that that growth me, continuing? Yes, let me let me tell you about that. Uh, number, uh, uh, I, this this I have to answer the question in two parts. The first part is that, <coughs> luckily enough, most of the uh, Meredith titles have not been taken out of the uh, of the uh, Walmart um, um, you know shelves. Uh, number two, uh, I think the um, the model, the, the best model, in fact, for Hispanic publications in, in Spanish language is, um, is the controlled circulation. Because uh, right now, uh, the, the circulation problem is becoming a, a problem in the whole industry. Most of the Hispanic magazines are left uh, behind the main, the main uh, competitors in English. And the big companies like Condé Nast and uh, Hearst and uh, Time Inc., they always are given priority in the newsstand, as you know. And uh, most of the others are left behind, and some people cannot even see the magazine in the newsstand. So I think our the best uh, model for us, uh, according to our own experience, has been the control circulation model, by by which. Uh, people can find the magazine uh, for free in in doctors' offices and gynecologists' offices, and also some we have made in the past agreements with McDonald's, for example, and we distributed for free in McDonald's. And uh, also now we have been distributing a lot, a lot in uh, of, of issues in the uh, in schools, in, in especially in bilingual schools, in which the magazine is being used as uh, teaching material because uh, one of the things that our magazine has 
which I think is very important, is that the Spanish it uses is really a very correct Spanish. You know, the issue of the Spanish language is quite an issue also because um, there are different kinds of Spanish, as you know. Is, uh, in some magazines use the, uh, the, the Spanish of their own country of origin. Uh, other magazines try to be more regional. Other magazines um, have to be more preferred to go back to the Castilian Spanish. What we try to do is try to be as regional as possible. Since we are, uh, our distribution is nationwide, we have to be able to reach uh, the Dominican as we, uh, you know, we want to reach the um, the Puerto Rican, or we want to reach the Colombian in the United States. Uh, so in other words, the only way not to fall into the trap of the uh, either Spanglish or the uh, what, what they call special dialects is try to use a, a regional uh, language, a regional Spanish, and then be able to reach a bigger audience that way. When you say regional, are you referring to the United States as a region? Yes, uh, regional in the sense that we, we for example, we, when we have to choose a word, uh, let's say, uh, regional also includes Latin America. For example, if uh, we have um, a special word that will be said in a different way in different countries, I would give you an example. For example, the word uh, Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts is the word that uh, uh, many countries use the word that's in English, Boy Scouts. Everybody knows what it is. Or most, most everybody knows what it, what it means. But for example, in Puerto Rico, they call them uh, niños vigías. And in Venezuela and other Caribbean nations, they call them niños exploradores. So uh, what we try to do is uh, use the, the, uh, the rendering of a word which is most common and which everybody would accept. So I guess if we say Boy Scouts, everybody would understand what they are. I'm just giving you an example. I mean, but there are many more complex uh, situations and shades. And sometimes we here spend a lot of time in the uh, among the editorial team discussing which is the best term so that it is understood by most everybody that read the magazine. You mentioned the language issue, which is a great segue because it was something that I had wanted to ask you about. You also mentioned that Ser Padres is now available in schools. Yes. And that children today have one foot in each culture and presumably in each language. As these children grow older and English becomes very important in their lives, do you anticipate making changes in the magazine to add English content or perhaps enhance your content with an English section? Look, uh, I think uh, in the Hispanic market there have been uh, some, uh, some tests done uh, in that respect. The, the bigger the audience you want to reach, the higher the, the possibility or the chances that you want to use language. Uh, English language. Uh, but still, we have been able to grow to 700,000 copies only in Spanish. But, for example, some magazines like Latina, they have to, um, uh, they started with a bilingual model at the beginning, given, for example, uh, uh, an English rendering of the story and then uh, an abridged uh, summary uh, Spanish version of the story. Now they have opted for the um, mix of English words with Spanish words. We don't really like any of those models. We prefer to keep to the Spanish, and we believe that if uh, um, the kids are really learning and growing up with one foot in each culture, eventually they will speak uh, both languages quite fluently. What would you say are your biggest challenges with Ser Padres now that it's merged with another magazine that is changing your content and that you're starting to see some definite growth? Uh, can, you, can you reformulate that question, please? Sure. You are in a 
at a crossroads, if you will, in the sense that you are adding content to the original magazine, Ser Padres, so that it now has additional lifestyle content. And you are growing. You've gone from a circulation of 500,000 to 700,000. What do you think are some of the challenges and some of the successes that you anticipate? Well, the the, um, the challenges are uh, always uh, in, in, in our magazines, in the Hispanic magazines, is the interaction with the reader. Uh, as you know, uh, the reader, the, the Spanish reader, um, first of all, it was difficult to reach them, especially in the control circulation magazine. Uh, it's very difficult who your, who your audience is. But uh, we've been able to do that, uh, to increase that through the interaction that we now have. Uh, we have, for example, call-outs in all of our stories so that people can write to us or can let us know their opinions or uh, even <clears throat> participate in polls that we do, either by uh, writing to us or, uh, you know, through the Internet. Uh, so that's, the, the, I would say that one of the biggest challenges right now is the interaction with the reader, which is the problem that is having most of the Hispanic uh, magazines. The second uh, um, problem that we have is that if people in general are afraid to to write to 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 Hispanic magazines because first of all they are not um, uh, literate literate enough to send letters without uh, mistakes, uh, so they are afraid of writing long and. Um, they are also they don't have the time or uh, they are they they are very you know busy to to take care of this but now as more and more thank, thank god i mean uh, people are having you know are using the computer and they're using the internet and so um uh, curiously enough uh, uh, most of i would say 85 to 90 percent of the uh, communication that now we have from readers is through the internet, and uh, that has helped us uh, enormously. So I would say that the uh, the the, uh, the problems that we have, the uh, interaction, and the uh, lack of knowledge from our part as to who our reader was at the beginning, uh, you know, of the magazine, like for example, ten years ago, has been it changed a lot. We we know now exactly who the reader is, and it's, uh, owing to this uh, interaction. And I think this interaction is going to grow because the, uh, uh, all the, uh, the studies that we have seen point to the fact that more and more uh, Hispanic homes have access to the computer now and to the Internet. You have successfully reached out to Spanish readers, Spanish language readers across the country on a targeted subject and grown your magazine in a market that is showing flat growth or even negative growth for a lot of other publications. What advice would you share with our listeners, Alberto, who are trying to understand the market, who may be taking their first steps in the Hispanic market, or who maybe have taken initial steps but are unsure on how to proceed next? What three tips would you share with them? Look, uh, we have learned, you know, along the years, and I've been in this business for a long time in the Hispanic market, that uh, apart from the uh, focus groups, which can be of some help, I wouldn't uh, trust all my decisions based on, on focus groups. I What we try to do in our market is to have our ears and eyes open and try to get our writers and staffers to get in contact with different kinds of people uh, and, and listen to what they talk about, listen what their problems are. And then we have um, two meetings uh, every week in which they tell us, you know, I, I, I met with this woman who told me that uh, she has problems in, in finding uh, a good nanny or, or she has problems in, uh, in finding a good doctor that, speaks uh, Spanish, a good pediatrician that speaks Spanish. 
so we pay attention to all these things that we hear, and our staffers are very, you know, uh, keen on looking into these things. They make a note, and then when we sit down in our editorial meetings, we say, okay, we have heard this week this and, the, and, the, and that problem, and we have heard that these people need this service. So let's do. Let's. Why don't we consider doing a special story on this? I think the basically the um, the, the editorial team has to be aware of what the what's going on in the community. How do you do that? Mixing up with the people, you know, because you cannot do this from inside an office. You have to get out and be in contact with the people, and listen to them, and ride the bus with them, and ride the subway with them, and that's the only way to do it. Um, we believe also that uh, most of the Hispanic translations before were uh, uh, Spanish magazines before were based on translations from the English, uh, and that did not work because the uh, uh, the um, American magazines focused the story from a different point of view. When I say that the parents is our uh, you know older sister, parents is illuminating to us in the sense that. We sometimes take the idea of the story from parents uh, because they have great ideas for for child rearing. But what we do is we do it in our own way. In other words, we do it foc uh, focused on the community. And how do we know if the people will love to read about that story? Because we have heard from people that they need that that information, and uh, we are quite receptive to to letters, to as I said, to you know uh, emails. And all of our staffers' uh, conversations and the things they hear about and they read about and that they're being contacted about. So that is the way we do it. Thank you, Alberto, for joining us today from New York City. Thank you very much for all your attention and time. Absolutely. And I wish you the best. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Alberto Oliva, who is editor-in-chief of Ser Padres magazine, Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.HispanicNPR.com. That's www.HispanicNPR.com.